0: Edition of No Hard Feelings. It's your boy Abdul Abdurrahman coming to you all as always from a lovely Southern California. Looks like it's time for another duet. On the line, joining me from my hometown of Madison, Wisconsin, is uh, Mr. Derek Rose.
1: Yeah, man. It's like red and meth back in the booth, like the Blackout album. (laughs) God blunt. Guy,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man ah, oh, let's just jump right into it, man. I don't think there's any any need to delay any further. Um, I'm gonna turn it over to you in a second. The topic is one Bernard Sanders. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna say this. I've I was skeptical. I've been skeptical for many years about the Bernie movement. It's not so much about Bernie himself. It's about the actionability of his ideas. However, following the town hall performance that I just witnessed on Fox News of all channels. I've got to say I'm impressed. I don't know if we should call them Fox
1: News. I think (laughs) we should just call them Fox.
0: Fox, just Fox.
1: (laughs) That's what what it is. That's what they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he actually kind of called them out during the town hall too. Like he 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 snuck in those jabs. It wasn't even like a sneak. It was like solid jabs, you know. Yeah, it was it was
1: respectable. It was a respectable pool game, mm. you know, when you play pool. Mm-hmm. Bank shot, you know, just call your shots. That's right. it. It ain't nothing fancy about it. Just <laughs> let me let me know that's that's what you intend to do,
0: right? Man, I mean, he brought up. Lots of issues in front of this Fox News audience. Issues that are thought to be pillars of this new progressive movement, right? Ideas that we've always been told are too radical. How, how are we going to get this done? How would we do that? Are you going to raise taxes on people? I mean... Perhaps. Yeah. But at the same time, as something that he mentioned, he's mentioned regularly... I think you also mentioned it in our conversation. People are never worried about, you know, when we're going to another war, how is it going to get paid for? Like, it's going to get paid for somehow, some way. You're never concerned about that. <laughs> Whatever it may be, like, it'll get funded. And if we're going to be funding anything, how about funding something that might protect our future? It's <laughs> a thought.
1: Or I would just say fund something maybe that opens up our future. Mm. It's not always about like protecting the future. Is let me see the little glimmer of light down the tube. Mm-hmm. So like I like the fact that he brought up that everybody is going to keep their own doctor. Because that's like a fear tactic that they use against you is that it's all going to be chaos and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Like, like I said, call your shot. Mm-hmm. Break it down and tell us exactly what you intend. And it's like a point that I've heard brought up is a lot of people are tied to their jobs mm-hmm. not because of the money, not because of like their living situation or mm-hmm. where they have to like commute to. More of that, they're tied to it because of health insurance. Insurance, yeah. So now, if I have health insurance covered for my family, I can start shooting those Steph Curry shots. I can start pulling up from 45, right? And taking chances and starting my own businesses and risking what I have for a better future,
0: the mm. real American dream. Mm. I mean, I think one of the most telling moments was he actually entered into a call and response with the audience.
2: I think sometimes the divisions in this country get a little bit too hot, okay? At the end of the day, we are all Americans who love this country. And I also think, and the media plays not a good role in this, and again, not just Fox, is we have a lot more in common than most people think we do, all right? Poll after poll. Should we raise the minimum wage to a living wage? Yes. Should we rebuild our crumbling infrastructure? Should we make sure that our veterans get the health care that they have earned, all right? Should we make sure that we do not cut Social Security or Medicare or Medicaid? Should we give huge tax breaks to billionaires? You know, that's how most people feel.
0: (laughs) Crazy progressive ideas, right? Like, the fact of the matter is, when we've been saying this for a very long time, is that a lot of these people have been voting against their own interests. They vote for the Republican Party as it's currently constituted because of social issues, potentially. Because of Second Amendment rights. Because of certain flashpoint issues. Or don't leave
1: out because they're in your pockets. (laughs) Not like Malcolm X style. They are in
0: your pockets. But the whole idea is that if they agree with what he basically said to them, what he presented to them, they should look at who generally opposes these proposals. It's the same people that they've been voting for. I think the main criticism of the American political system as it's constituted right now is the fact that we're so resistant to change. Like, bringing about new ideas. It's like, there are new challenges, but we have to go back to the same old ideas. Like, the whole... The solution to the problem was to, you know, cut taxes on, on millionaires and billionaires and because they're the job creators. It's like, we've done that before. It didn't work. There's no reason why it would work now.
1: <laughs> but yeah. saying... but But not knowing your history hurts mm-hmm. your future mm. because... The United States taxed the top 1% before, Mm -hmm. and it was actually
0: um, great to the economy. Yeah.
1: So I don't know why we can't revert back to that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to go too far into this, but if you haven't watched it, I I definitely recommend that you do. And this is coming from somebody, like I said, I'm coming clean. I was very hesitant (laughs) with Bernie in the past. I'll give you credit, Mr. Rose. You were on the bandwagon first. I don't know if I'm fully there yet, but I might be, you know, one of my feet might be on that trolley.
1: <laughs> well, the last thing I would like to say about it is the reason why I respect Bernie is
0: because
1: he makes mistakes mm-hmm. like a human being. Mm. But like a a man, he corrects them. Mm. And I just I I can respect that. And I see that he learned all from all the mistakes that he made with Hillary. Mm. And it seems like he's playing the game and he got the keys to the matrix. So I'm I'm getting my popcorn and I'm ready.
0: Let me see one last thing. I'd mentioned this They're talking about um the tax breaks for the wealthy, right? So Brett Bayer, the Fox News host, asked him. <laughs> And he's like, you know, we, we bring this up, and we're talking about the national debt. And if, if we institute all these plans that you're instituting, how are they going to get paid for us? Isn't the national debt just going to balloon?
2: Ways ...to pay for your plans, but there is a lot of doubt uh, that your plans might actually speed up that clock dramatically. So when you look at that, do you not care about that anymore? I think you're asking the wrong guy. Maybe it's the president you <laughs> might to ask. But,
0: and it, just in that moment, you could see like the look of Brett Bayer's face, like "Oh, he kind of got yeah. me." And then Bernie uh, turned knows to the camera. The game. Yeah, <laughs> and then Bernie yes. turned. He turned to the camera and he said,
2: "I pay the taxes that I owe." And by the way, why don't you got Donald Trump up here and ask him how much he pays in taxes? Yeah. I am eagerly awaiting you doing that. Well, we'd love to have you. We would love you. to have we'll, you know, that question. This, and we absolutely that. And well. the president, I guess the president watches your network a little bit, right? <laughs> hey, President Trump, my wife and I just released 10 years. Please do the same. Let the American people go
0: Well played, good sir. <laughs> well played. No. Yeah, man. He learned. He definitely did. Uh, I I definitely give him credit for that performance, because on the flip side, if you want to draw a contrast to a lot of the other uh, potential Democratic candidates in 2020, you have to remember, remember, the DNC said they refused to hold any events on Fox News. Uh, That's why I really respect Bernie for taking on this challenge. Say, you know what, I'm not going to shy away from them because I believe in my ideas. I know what they say and what they do. I'm going to call them out on it, and I'm going to do it to their biggest supporters' face. (laughs) Yeah. Good on you, good sir. Now, to to move on just a little bit, I mean, we're still going to stay in the political realm. Uh, Representative Ilhan Omar from the state of Minnesota has uh, found herself in quite a few controversies (laughs) since becoming a member of Congress. It hasn't been that long, right? It's been like, what, two months now? Two and a half months? Yeah. Um,
1: They seem to have uh, their eye on her. I think I think what they do is they take a lot of um, the Alexandria anger out on her and mm. the Talib, mm. and they they kind of they try to get at her because she has a few cracks in her armor. Mm-hmm. Nothing like over glaring, you know that I can just say, "Oh, that's terrible." But how she worded it was a little insensitive. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was unsensitive because she wasn't addressing that part or the people.
0: Exactly, and that's see, so. That's that's the thing that that troubled me the most. I was like, "Yes, what she might have said, she could have probably worded it better." But to take her statements out of context, and mind you, that morning I was up quite early. I think I got I'd gotten up around five thirty or six a.m. I went to the grocery store, and some coffee right across the street. Oh shit! we wheatgrass too? Nah. The the f- first thing I see is that New York Post cover page mind you like look i'm out here on the west coast (laughs) like things start a little bit later so you have to understand like while things are in full swing over on the east coast like we just getting started and the first thing i see is the twin towers burning on the cover of the newspaper and it's saying this is the something or this is the, the something that some people did basically twisting her words around and i'm sitting there looking at this i was like like They're willing to just take it to that step, just because, like you said, she might have a few chinks in her armor, and they're already playing on people's preconceived notions about her. Mind you, the New York Post is owned by Rupert Murdoch, who also happens to own Fox News, just to throw that out there. Now, what did El Presidente do?
1: Oh. Uh he he ran to he ran to the end zone with it and spiked the football in the end zone or he or he at least tried
0: so so he interspliced her words with the video of 911 showing the the twin towers crumbling flaming and crumbling to the ground of course the shock and the outrage i can't believe you would do something like that he is endangering the life of a member of congress why <sighs> I just, what I think, he can't stoop any lower. All I have to say to everybody is, save your tears and your shock and, you know, your uh, Mrs. Lovejoy reaction. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? He's been saying and doing this ever since he announced his run for president. He's been actually doing it for much longer than that, but I'm just saying doing it publicly. And he's not going to stop doing it. Because we're getting back into election season. And anything that gets people watching and listening to him, he is going to say and he's going to do. Whether it's true, whether it's false, whatever effect it has, it doesn't matter to him because to him it's all a show.
2: It's provocative. No, it's not. It gets the people going.
1: But, my brother, don't forget, and the listeners, do not forget how ignorant this man is. Mm. Because... We are in election season, Mm -hmm. and he is fighting a fight with someone who knows his punches. Mm. So when he brings up things like this in Mm 9-11, we go and do research. Mm. What year did 9-11 happen? 2001. 2001. Mm. You go back to 2002, one year, the anniversary, Mm. one year after 9-11. He is on record bragging, saying that, oh, now his building is the tallest, the tallest building in New York. Yes, it's a pretty tough situation. Donald, uh, you have one of the landmark buildings down in the financial district, 40 Wall Street. Uh, Did you have any damage or did you know what's happened down there?
2: Well, it was an amazing phone call I made. 40 Wall Street actually was the second tallest building in downtown Manhattan. And, and it was actually before the World Trade Center was the tallest. And then when they built the World Trade Center, it became known as the second tallest. And now it's the tallest. It's good business
1: for him. Yes. Then you can go back again and look up video of him talking with Howard Stern mm-hmm. and saying that, oh, um, we should make the, we should make the memorial. A radio, uh, a TV tower.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh no, no, no! We should make a monument of of your wife. And then they said, oh no, no, no! Terrorists will run into that. And then mm-hmm. he says, oh, I like to run into that. So he takes nine eleven. He does not take nine eleven seriously no. at all. And hopefully his opponent will use that to his advantage because he punches himself in the eye repeatedly Mm -hmm. and hopefully it all comes out this election season and it should be hilarious
0: it's just like the whole the whole idea (laughs) the whole idea that this man is going to change or that anything that she says is this outrageous is ridiculous to me it's like you're the people who put your fingers in your ears whenever all of these comments and all of these transgressions are brought to you about Donald Trump but as soon as somebody else says something who happens to be an immigrant who happens to be a muslim who happens to wear a head covering suddenly we're questioning how american she actually is
1: yeah that's typical american <laughs> like now we're going to question how how american are you mm. so where's the test for that at right i think for this podcast mm-hmm. i don't like using charlemagne's quotes But we got to keep the same energy, man. Mm -hmm. If you can realize someone's um, emotions in one thing, but you can disregard the emotions that the president's using. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. You're not keeping the same energy. man. Right.
0: And I think that the word hypocrisy gets thrown out there a lot, so much so that it's lost its meaning. You have to understand that people are distilling all of their reactions to two hundred and 80 letter missives to try to get an audience to like or to retweet. So like the idea that any of this stuff has actually any deep thought behind it, like it's just done to be provocative. And every time we fall victim to that outrage, we're falling right into their trap. Snowflakes, snowflakes. Oh, I love to use all these snowflakes tears. And it takes us away from the ideas. Now, I want to tie this back in very quickly to Bernie. The thing that I like so much about what he was saying is the fact that, hey, we don't need to get brought down into policy details right now. We need to come out with ideas. You need to come out with ideas and show people that your ideas can actually work. Then you figure out the details later. Think about who the president of the United States is right now. Do you think he had any detail? One detail about anything he said he was going to do when he was on the campaign trail. Yeah,
1: I would say one thing. Hmm. Those
0: tax breaks. (laughs) I don't think that had anything to do with him. (laughs) He just happened to be the guy who got to sign it. They knew that he would be the the most effective cheerleader. He'll be out there riling the people up, telling them that this is going to be good for you. He's going to sign it and he's going to hold it up there. And the people who are behind the scenes were loving it. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah. Can't give that guy credit for nothing. (laughs) No, I I do give him credit. I give him credit for not having a bottom. There's no limit to how low he will go. (laughs) Like, I
1: have to respect that. You might not like it. You might not like it. (laughs) He's like Red Robin Bottomless Fries.
0: (laughs) Right. Like, you might not like it, but I definitely have to respect it. I think that's a, a good place for us to shut it down as a nice little spirited conversation uh, i know i want to throw out some shout outs before before we go i think you might have a shout out something that uh happened on sunday that's a certain gentleman wearing a uh a red shirt he's
2: back look
1: this is gonna be my year man i'm just gonna let y'all know Mm. i'm gonna let all the potheads know
2: mm-hmm. and i'm
1: gonna let all the hosts on this show know mm. as i told you so
0: <laughs>
1: that's all i'm gonna say every time i come up every week it's gonna be i told you so mm. so mm. Shout, shout out to uh tiger
0: mm.
1: doing your thing hopefully we can get another one this year but you know we don't want to reach too far but if it happened i'll just be here to say i told you so.
0: For Scheffel. <laughs> Shout out to the the golf world though, golf fans in general. It's like it's so funny, like, it gets the people going. I, no, it's just it's Tiger though. It like for all of the hate that's thrown his way. All right, for all of the shade, people know that he is the most exciting thing to ever happen to golf, and honestly, probably the only exciting thing that's been going on in golf for many years now. Like yeah, Phil is kind of a good story, but Phil is exactly who you would expect to be on tour <laughs> or winning tournaments. You don't expect Tiger to do it. You didn't expect him to do it when he was a kid, a fresh-faced kid that came onto the scene, and you didn't—you definitely didn't expect him to do it after a 14-year absence <laughs> and getting that green jacket, 2005 to 2019. Congratulations to Tiger Woods, one of the only people that can unite President Obama and President Trump in praise. (sighs) Yeah, uh, I think that's about it. Sounds good. Yeah, I'd like to encourage all of you to engage with us on social media. You can uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at NHFCrew you want to send us an email, you can go ahead and do that as well. Find us at nohardfeelingspodcast at gmx.com feelings nohardfeelingspod at gmail.com. It's uh, time for us to ride off into the sunset or the moonlight, wherever it is you may be when you're listening. We'd like to thank you very much. So for Mr. Derek Rose, joining me from our hometown of Madison, Wisconsin, I am blue Abrahman signing off from lovely Southern California. This has been another episode of No Hard Feelings, and we out. Peace. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all.
1: Yeah, dang, I forgot. I wanted to bring up. Let's uh, keep Your same energy thing about that. Like, that big farmer too, like he killed that shit. I tried to tell y'all that nigga Bernie was about the people. <laughs> I tried to tell y'all, y'all. y'all, y'all.
2: out. Yeah.